Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am excited today. I have a gentleman that we met through Instagram. <laughs> as crazy as it is. Uh, but when I started digging and learning about him, I was so amazed I had to bring him to you guys. So welcome to Small Biz Tips. I'm here with a good friend, Andre. What's going on, brother? Life is good. Life is good. Today's a good day to do business. I love it. I love it. His energy is amazing. So but before I even go any further, I want people to know about your story. I think you have a story that's that's in the movies, really. <laughs> They're actually so, making a movie. Netflix is doing a movie on my life right now. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Come on a couple months. <laughs> I'm excited for you. Congrats. Thank you. So talk to us. Tell us why is Netflix making a movie about your life? Netflix is making a movie about my life because I've finally given up and I've given in. <laughs> uh, for 22 years, I just been out here working, building businesses, doing my thing. Mm -hmm. And people keep coming to me and say, Dre, you got to put your story in a book. I'm like, I don't have time. I'm running a business. Book's not going to help my business. <laughs> business is going to help my business. Then they said two things. Other people need to know your success mm -hmm. and where you came from. Mm -hmm. And it's going to help your business. So I did the book. There's a company called Scribe out of Texas, Tucker Max, shout out. Mm -hmm. And they did my book They did because I didn't have time. I'm a yeah, businessman. Yeah, I don't yeah. have time and I'm not a writer. That's the <laughs> I other love thing. it. I don't I have time it. and I'm not a writer. Mm -hmm. So I got the number one ghostwriting company, Scribe, um, out of Austin, Texas. They did my book. Phenomenal job. I read nice. it and I cried. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. So you read your own book and cried. So Yes, sir. <laughs> what made you cry? <laughs> the story. It was like, wow, that's, I mean... We live our lives in the middle of things. Mm -hmm. We don't see it from a distance. Um, mm -hmm. I got a friend named Joe Polish. He runs a thing called Genius Network. He has a saying, mm. you can't read the label if you're inside the jar. Ooh, that's so huge. I was inside the jar doing all this stuff. Yeah. I couldn't read the label of my life. Impactor, businessman, triumphant, victor, victorious, resilient, a winner. I mm. mean, I number one speaker in the world. I'm not reading the label. I'm just in the jar. When the book took me outside of the jar and I could read the label. Wow. Wow. I think it's amazing that you said how the book took you outside of the jar. Um, I think it would be even better if let, let's go back in time, right? Because you, you're from Boston, right? And, and that whole story is written about you. What happened? I mean, I grew up like so many other little kids in the city. Mm -hmm. um, parents were struggling, went through the domestic violence. It was a tough time being black in the inner city in Boston in mm -hmm. the 70s. Kids would throw rocks at us, call us niggas. Oh my I mean, God. it was just, it was a time that yeah. you had to live through. Everybody's lived through something. Um, my father lived through similar stuff that I lived through in Virginia, but kids mm -hmm. threw rocks and names at him. And I was a kid who wasn't good at school. Mm. I was a kid who didn't really, wasn't a big guy, so I wasn't yeah. athletic. So I couldn't base basketball, football, it's all out. I was five foot one when I started high school. So I don't want to talk about middle school and elementary. I was like tiny. And um, I just didn't log on to things that were benefit. People kept trying to come help me. Mm -hmm. And my trauma made me repel them. Ooh. So people saw the talent in me, even yeah. when I was a little guy. But I was so hurt that I couldn't receive love. Wow. That's crazy. So my not being able to receive left me on an island by myself. I felt most comfortable by myself because I understood and accepted mm -hmm. me 
And I didn't think other people would. My shame is real. And if mm. you see my shame, you won't like me. If you know that I have addiction in my family, you won't like me. If you know mm. we have poverty in my family, you won't like me. We know we have these other issues in my family, you're gonna judge me. And I don't wanna be judged. So wow. I'm gonna distance myself from you so you can't judge me. That's amazing you said that because I think that's a lot of us uh, growing up, because I'm from Haiti, growing up and you know in a third world country and then come to the States, we all have these shames. We that's, all have stop these right challenges. There. Stop right there. You said I'm from a third world country without blinking. Planet Earth is planet Earth, brother. Mm. You, you feel me? They, yeah. You've been institutionalized to the point where you've taken your, because you were born in not a rich country, you call it third world. Did your mother feed you? Did your mother hug you? Did your kids come out and play? What mm. makes it third world? Because you don't have what somebody else has. Yeah. What's the prerequisite say in the Bible, in the Quran, or any other book? that you have to have what someone else have to be deemed first class. Wow. Wow, that, that's the moment for me right here. Uh, this is good, man. Haiti's not really... third world. There's yeah. only one world. Yeah. I look at it, you... there's only one world. So right. how is Haiti third? Haiti's just not as rich as America. Haiti's not as rich as London, but it's not, the people aren't less. No, I agree 100%. You're absolutely but the right. The perception of third world is the people are less. Mm. The perception of poverty, people are less. The perception of black, people are less. Mm. That's the whole mind. And we feed into the mindset, and then we put ourselves in positions according to our own mindset. Wow. So your business, regardless of size, is a business. You don't have to be Apple. You don't have to be Microsoft. Yeah. That doesn't have to be your goal. Be happy being you. Your business counts. Let, let's talk about that because you're talking about um, you've been spending 20 plus years building businesses, right? Tell us more about the type of business you have right now. The business I have right now, I have a consulting business where I, I solutions um, mm -hmm. like right now. I mean, if I'm working with you, I need you to see yourself in the light that you are. Mm. And there's so many people who have these beliefs that have been given to them by their yeah. parents, by society, by the media, whoever, that yeah. they are not enough. And the imposter syndrome kicks in. So you yeah. have to have some, if I put you in a room of white businessmen who are doing 10 million plus, yeah. who are all from European countries, you're gonna feel less than. Wow. Just because you're from Haiti, because that's, that's the belief. Mm. I don't measure up. Your business can be as big or bigger but the perception is because you're from Haiti, um, it's not the same. That's crazy. So how many deals, how many situations are you backing away from? Are you not leaning into because of the belief system? Yeah. See, belief is I, was everything. In, I was sitting in a prison with a hundred mm -hmm. year prison sentence. And I believed that I was a criminal. I believed that I was evil. I believed that I was angry. I believed that I was a gang member. I believed everything they said about me. I was dangerous. Mm. Then I woke up one day and said, no, no. And I said, I want to go to Harvard University. Mm -hmm. And everybody said, Dre, you can't go to Harvard. It's not the role written for you. 
That's not the script. That's not the position they wrote you into. You're the bad guy. The mm. bad guy doesn't win. I said, why I got to be the bad guy? Because that's the role that they gave you. I said, no, I'm going to Harvard. Then I went in my mirror. I looked dead in my mirror. I said, what's inside of me that's stopping this from happening? Mm. I can't read. Got my G. So I went to school. I got anger in prison. In prison. I, I, they got anger management classes. I went to them. Mm. I started going to the things that could repair me. I couldn't repair being black. Yeah. I can repair not reading. I couldn't re repair my height, but I can repair my ability to connect to other people and wow. heal from trauma. And I was holding myself down. And I went wow. from that basement prison, once I changed my belief, to I became a Harvard fellow. Worked at the White House. Worked at, I mean, saying, at London Business School. I'm number one rated speaker in YPO history. I'm an EO member. I, I'm a member and a part of Genius Network, the number one mastermind group in the world. I have friends who run every group that you can imagine. Yeah. Only because I stopped saying what other people were echoing. And I said, no, inside. I can't, I, no, I'm not going to be a gang member no more. Why? Because I want to be. You made that decision like this, and it, it, it changes everything in your life. The craziest thing. I'm like a 16-year-old kid in Boston. I went down to the department store to get a job. Mm -hmm. I go in, I get a stock, job as a stock boy because yeah. that's what we get black boys. We're the stock boys. And we go in, I sign up the form to be a stock. My buddy like, yo, they're giving out jobs. To join, come stack boxes, make some money. I'm like, all right, cool, I can do that. So I shoot <laughs> down there, I sign up for a stock boy. This is yeah. before computers. This is in the 80s. <laughs> we come to the training. When we come to the training, it was like a bunch of people, like white folks and us. Yeah. So we sitting there and the, and the lady comes in and she's giving a little one-two about welcome to the company. We're glad this is orientation. We're about to do our thing. She said, who's here to be a stock boy? Every black and brown here in the room did this. Oh, wow. I didn't raise my hand. I just sat there. So let me see what's coming next. <laughs> she said, who's here to be a cashier? I went like this. She looked at me. I didn't blink. I just sat like this. Yeah. She said, okay, you guys go that way. You guys go this way. And they trained me to be a cashier. That's amazing. Because you made that choice when everybody else was doing the other thing. You went the other everybody way. Everybody who signed up to be a stock boy didn't know how to be a stock boy. Everybody who signed up to be a cashier didn't know. We got trained. Yeah. The training was different, but it was the same difference. And because I didn't raise my hand on cue, Mm -hmm. I just said, wait, something's coming. <laughs> and I tried it. I said, cashier. She looked yeah. at me like, okay. She couldn't go to a computer and put my name yeah, up. She didn't have time. Yeah. She just said, cashier's that way, sock boy's that way. And the homies came like, yo, Dre, I'm coming to shirt, I'm coming to work with a tie on and I'm selling people stuff on the floor and handling credit cards. I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, you should have raised your hand with me. Yeah. Why did you put your hand up for the less job? The conditioning. Wow. Now, wow. to be honest, I totally crashed out as a cashier. <laughs> <laughs> but you had a chance to do it. You but know I, what I mean? Listen, I messed it up. <laughs> but when they come in and say, hey, who's first world, who's third world? You're not going to raise mm -hmm. your hand. Nah. First world, baby. We all in one world. There's only one set of people in the world. We're all first class. Wow. See, uh, um, 
if, if you guys watching this or listening to this, this is a transformation going on right now with me while I'm having conversation with Andre, uh, which takes me to my next questions, right? Because you've done all these over the past 22 years. You're building the businesses. You're part of all these amazing groups. What else, what is like three big things that, you know, you've learned in the past 20 years in business that you still apply every day right now? Mentorship matters. Mentorship matters. Um, a true mentor mm -hmm. will change your life tremendously. You can call it a coach, mentor, yeah. whatever, yeah. Like, whatever the term is in 2022 beyond. Um, I have a mentor. I have multiple mentors. Yeah. I have, you can't, you don't have to have just one. I yeah. Like 20. <laughs> one time I'm in, I'm in Kentucky mm -hmm. and the governor of Kentucky wanted me to take over a prison and become the warden. Mm. He said, we're going to give you this prison. You run it. We're going to give you the worst people. You're the most qualified. Thumbs up. Go for it. I, I'm like, I'm going to be a warden. Never in the history of America has a former prisoner Wow, and become a warden. Come home and become a warden. <laughs> Never happened. So I called my mentor. Actually, did I go see him? Or I called him. I can't remember. I called my mentor. I was like, yo, Ben, they're about to make me a warden. I'm going on 60 <laughs> Minutes. I'm going on Oprah. I'm going on New York Times, Wall Street Journal. I'm everywhere. Never. I'm the person in the history of America to wow. do this. I'm ant. Then I called my mentor and told him, he said, you can't be the man. You can't be the warden, Drake. I said, yes, I am. He said, no, Dre, you can't be the warden. I said, why? <laughs> you can't be the warden. I said, you don't get it. You don't understand. Uh, now, he went to him and said, man, you think I'm like a white guy. <laughs> I just, everything I threw at him. He just yeah. sat there and he listened. I kept telling him all the reasons he was wrong. Mm -hmm. And you don't get it. You've never been locked up. You don't understand the experience. This is the once in a lifetime. He said, then he let me go through my emotions. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of that, he says, Greg, if you become warden, let me tell you something. 95% of what a warden does, you want no part of. Mm. Meetings, 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 lawyers, lawyers, lawyers. Look, being a warden has nothing to do with talking to inmates. Mm. They don't call it. You yeah. want to talk to the inmates. You don't want to sit in a room with a lawyer all day. Wardens <laughs> sit in rooms with lawyers all day and committees all day, and panels all day. That's all they do. And they yeah. have people beneath them that actually talk to the prisoners. You're about to sign up for a job that's going to make you miserable. Oh. He said, not only that, if you take the job at this jail and you become the warden, it's great. Mm -hmm. But now how do you go to another prison? You can't. You can only work at one prison at a time. Mm. You can't scale that. Yeah. That is an unscalable system. Miser it becomes like a miserable job. Miserable. Miserable and unscalable. Now he says, how about you design a program to train the waters in the 5% of what you do great? You oh, wow. create the program on training yeah. um, prison faculty in your yeah. system. And that can go to every prison. That can go national. It can go international. And oh. you're not stuck to it. You can be at home watching TV. Doing scalable. Said, that is scalable. And, and it's and it's good to your spirit. And I was like, "You're right." <laughs> he said, "He patted me as in the ghost of that." No, but that's good. That's like, a good mentor. Yeah, they can tell you no. And, and honest with you, right up front, they'll tell, they'll let you let your emotion out and tell you. So, how did you find these type of mentors? 
you find these type of mentors, just they're all over. Mm -hmm. um, you just have to just be willing to let somebody else be in charge. As, as businessmen, as men, as leaders, as women, as people in charge, alphas, the great idea person, relinquishing control is hard. Mm. But had I not, I'd have went and took that warden job and I'd have been miserable five days in. I couldn't yeah. scale it and it would have went horrible. Yeah, and you would have instead, quit. <laughs> now I have programs in multiple states. I'm staying at home and everything's going wonderful. That's amazing. Tell us more about some of your programs. Well, we have, a, I created a company called Academy of Hope. Mm -hmm. The Academy of Hope is a prison-based program where we go into the facilities and we teach leadership, we teach um, entrepreneurship, we mm. teach violence interruption. We help the guys understand from a humanistic point that yeah. they're not less than, okay, you've committed this crime, but that doesn't define who you are. Yeah. And you've done wrong first. You've done yeah, wrong, yeah, yeah. but it doesn't have to be your defining moment. Wow. So let me show you how you can outlive that and outgrow Amazing. that and impact the world still. And I can tell you because I've done it. So we, I've actually, the prison I did to my time in, Massachusetts, yeah. there was a prison housing block. If you read my book, there's a block that I lived in. Mm -hmm. I now run that block. I'm in charge of the housing unit that I used to live in. Wow. And they paid me for it. That's amazing, man. So full circle. Yeah, yeah, that is. Uh, now, what I happens guess... is people have to say, one, mentorship coaching. There's mentors, mentors that I don't pay, and then there's mm -hmm. men coaches that I do pay. Get this system. I mean, yeah. don't, I mean, I'm not, I see it all the time. People, hey, why don't you be my mentor? You don't even know me. <laughs> it's because I have money or run a business doesn't mean I'm your mentor. Yeah, exactly. You have to find someone that you can line up with that you can actually receive from. Because my personality is that of a guy who spent 14 years in the penitentiary. So when we start talking, I'm coming straight at you. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you pick an ex-felon, gang leader as your mentor. What do you think of coming at you? Like? I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a nun. I'm going to straight to your face. Yo, that's some bullshit. <laughs> that ain't going to work. But you're supposed to hug me, pat me on my back, Dre, celebrate my wins. We don't celebrate wins in prison. Mm. But I don't do small wins. I got a coach who used to always celebrate small wins. Great guy. Yeah. That was his thing. Celebrate yeah. small wins. I'm like, small wins don't matter. Stay alive. Stay alive. <laughs> Stay alive. I come from get it right or die space. So we don't celebrate that you brush your teeth. Nah. <laughs> the mindset is amazing, man. Um, it takes me to, to, to two last questions for you. Uh, one question is, what is that one tip that you would share with any business owners that could help them, you know, catapult their business? I mean, you build networks all over the world. You've done things that a lot of people dream of doing. What's that one thing you would suggest in addition to mentorship? Mentorship, what's the one tip? Systems. Okay. Systems win. Um, there's a guy, Gino Wickman, who wrote Traction. Personal yes. friend, great guy. I, I, I like that book. His, books on it. his new book, Leap, is out. Um, systems. Mm. There's... <laughs> he is grabbing the book, guys. If you can't see us, you can hear us. He is grabbing the books right now. I'm grabbing the book. <laughs> if you are in business. Oh, I love that book. No, no. This is, these are my friends. See, all the books on my shelf are my friends. I love it. 
So Dan, Randy actually texted me this morning. I'm about to go to fly to go see. Nice. Who not how is a system. It's a methodology. I'm saying we got another one right here. This is if you want to get clarity, the 90 minute workbook by Dean Jackson. Again, a friend. Mm. I, all my books are for my friends. <laughs> so, no, this is fantastic. I, oh, you want to go next level? Come on, man. <laughs> let's do it, man. Let's do it. Jeez. What do we got? What else do we got? Guys, take notes. These are books that I love. Start Ugly. Oh, that's my guy. I got to read that. This is Gino's new book. Entrepreneur Elite. This is one of my mentors. Giftology by John Rulin. Mm. Everybody's favorite money manager. I'm saying Jim Do, Beyond Millions. Nice. Another one of my mentors. I have a board of directors. And I said, okay, let me hold on, let me go back. Of all your mentors. No, no, no. <laughs> I have a board of directors. This mm -hmm. is six guys who sit and they govern my life. I go meet with them, my taxes, my time out, my mm -hmm. kid, everything. John O'Leary, one of my board of directors. Mm -hmm. I got Doug. The blueprint. Yeah. Okay. And okay. If you want to end it all with the B.O., you've ever heard of Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Of course. This is Rich Dad, Keith Cunningham, the road Oh, wow. That's the actual Rich Dad. This is actually Rich Dad. Robert Kiyosaki wrote about this man, who was a friend of mine. Rich Dad, huh. Poor Dad, The Road Less Stupid, <laughs> is one of the best business books you're going to read in the next 20 years. Wow. So it's like, these are my friends that's and they amazing. can be your friends too if you want them to yeah that's amazing i i, I love i love how you share these books and how you have built relationship with these people my uh, that are... say again my books not even open. Uh, you got more <laughs> uh, my books in the other room okay <laughs> this what's that oh your book starts here. This, yep, this is my new book that I'm coming out with, and Scribe is doing it. Congratulations. That's my next book. It starts awesome. right there, and I'll build it out. That's awesome. Delegate. Who, not how, delegate. Yes. That book actually changed my life. Who, not how. When I read that book, I started looking at everything that we're doing in the business, and I just started hiring people and to do some of the things that I was doing, and that gave me some of my time back. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's a great book, man. This is. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's my, that's Ben. He just hit me this morning. That's my guy. These are mythical people to me. They're real people and they want to know you. Mm. Stop with the, because he wrote a book that sold a million copies or whatever. I mean, um, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Yes. That's my guy. <laughs> so. What I'm saying is these people will know you if you show up and be authentic. Yeah. So That's I'm it. hearing mentorship, be authentic. I'm hearing systems. Wow. This is phenomenal, man. Uh, how do people get in touch with you if they want to reach out to you? Just send me an email. Plain and simple. That's it. Go to my website, <laughs> shoot an email. That's but awesome. my thing is this here. Don't talk business and not talk money. Mm, I go that. to a picnic and hang out with my cousins. 
<laughs> All the tell us all star game. I got a crew for that. Yeah. If you're calling me to talk business, make sure you talk money. It's not being disrespectful. I'm not no. greedy. It's the same thing. When people walk into your place of business, you want them to spend money. Absolutely. So it's not, hey, Dre, I just want to hang out with you for a half hour. That's great, but I got 500 people who want to spend a half hour with me. That's yeah. 20, 50 hours that just went out the window. That I, so it's, if you want to talk business, all day. You want to make your business better, all day. I love it. I don't have a coaching program. I don't have a funnel. I don't have any of this. Yeah. Because it's not what I do. But if you say, I've had people say, hey, Dre, I want you to come coach me and I'll do some stuff for them. Or I'll refer them to somebody else. Yeah. That's awesome, man. But um, everything I have in my house, I paid for. Mm. And I bought the best. I got an iPhone 13 Max. I'm saying I bought this. I got this little thing that clips on the back. <laughs> my little battery pack. Yep. You know I'm saying I have my my iPad, whatever, Max Pro. <laughs> everything I got here. But my I literally kid you not. This, this is not. These pens, mm-hmm. I ordered 50 of them because they're great pens. Mm. I, I have 50 of these same pens, all colors. The gel point 10.0 or something, right? I wrote <laughs> one, I said, oh, that's a great pen. I went on Amazon, I found it, and I ordered 50 of them. You know what I'm saying? And I spent my money on what I want. Yeah. Everything in my house is what I wanted. That's it's, awesome. Describe $40,000 to get my next book. What? That, well, I mean... That's an investment because that book is going to be huge for you as well. This 40 grand, but I'll do it. I charge 25,000 a speech. If yeah. this gives me two speeches, it paid for itself. That's it. It's an investment. I love it. This is amazing, man. You see this? What's that? It's my journal. Oh, wow. I really just, it just came yesterday. So it's so a custom-made journal that you did for you. You got developed for yourself, or this is just a, no. This is just a journal I bought. I'm gonna keep notion. Nice. Stop buying cheap stuff. <laughs> well, why is it important to stop buying cheap stuff? Cheap stuff don't last. I'll give you my cheap stuff story in a minute. This is my journal, <laughs> and I'll keep my notes in it. When I pull up and pull this out, mm. I'm serious about taking notes. Okay. I've invested. And like a high end journal, yeah, like forty bucks. But when I pull up, they're like, "Okay, he's serious." My <laughs> story about stop buying cheap. Mm. Two, it's twofold. I came home from prison, mm-hmm. and I went to the store. Nice to buy like cheap dress shirts, yeah, fifteen bucks. I buy it, I wear it a couple times, and it would fall apart. Mm-hmm. I go buy another one. Wait a couple times and it fall apart because of the, the top the top fly shirt was fifty dollars for yeah. a really good shirt was fifty bucks. I'm buying it. I ain't paying fifty bucks for no shirt, so I bought the fifteen dollars shirt. <laughs> yeah. I bought the fifteen dollars shirt three times. So you technically just spent fifty dollars, <laughs> and I still got cheap shirts, not the good one. <laughs> so I started saying instead of buying three cheap shirts, let me buy one good shirt. Mm-hmm. So I started buying good shirts. Then somebody said, hey, Dre, you're doing a lot of business with businessmen. You got to do Brooks Brothers. So I got off the other brand. I went to Brooks Brothers. Mm-hmm. No logos, just clean, straightforward. Yeah. I'm in the Brooks Brothers store one day. And I got this stuff because somebody told me to get it. I'm wearing it. I got the yes. blazer. I got shirt. I'm in the store one day. And I'm looking. The Brooks Brothers shirts are like $85. Mm-hmm. The other shirts are 50 
So now I'm like, I started at 15, <laughs> I went to 50, now I'm at 85. And I couldn't make it make sense. Uh, so I went in the store one day, I see the guy, I said, dude, why is this shirt $85? He said, that's the price. I said, but there's no markings on it. There's yeah. no logo. There's nothing that says Brooks Brothers. He says, yeah, I know. I said, but why should I, the other shirt, the Ralph Lauren shirt has a little horse on it. Yeah. Everybody recognizes it. It's 50 bucks and it's instantly recognizable. Mm-hmm. Why don't I buy that one? He says, I don't know. I said, <laughs> what's the difference between the shirts? He says, I don't know. I said, how would anybody know that this is a Brooks Brothers <laughs> shirt and not the $15 shirt I used to buy? He said, I don't know. And I knew he knew. He had to take yeah, he, around and yeah, he, he, he just wouldn't tell me. I'm like, dude, yeah. you got to tell me. And I'm standing there going back and forth. And he walks away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's, he, 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 he's rhyming. He's not trying to tell me the truth. Then this guy walked in with his son. And I look. So that's a Brooks Brothers shirt he got on. You know how I knew? Because I had it at my house. Uh. Later on that night, I'm watching the news. The newscaster had a Brooks Brothers tie on. You know how I knew? I saw it. Got it. <laughs> and I started recognizing Brooks Brothers clothes, and it came to me ding, ding, ding. You know because you know. Huh. <laughs> Boom. I love it. If, you, if you're not in this space, you won't, you won't know. know. Yeah. And I'm like, People know because they know. Mm-hmm. There's so many people, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. I so you're walking around thinking, oh, I got this. But if you wear this type of stuff, you will recognize it. Yeah. Like right now, my whole closet is Lululemon. <laughs> Everything I own is Lululemon. I'm Lululemon down to the socks. <laughs> Everything. And it's like, it's not a hood brand or whatever you want yeah. to call it, but it's comfortable clothes. Yeah. I just started doing yoga. So I'm like, I'm nice. rocked out on Lululemon. That's awesome, man. How do you like yoga? It's, it's, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. Yeah. Now ask me who my accountability partner is. And who's your accountability partner? Baron Baptista, one of the number one yoga instructors on the planet. Wow. You learn from the best. If you want to. Or you can learn from your cousin down the street. <laughs> or the guy who failed at what you're trying to do 10 times. Mm-hmm. That's why he's near you. Because he hasn't been able to elevate. Mm. If they're right in front of you, there's a reason. They haven't elevated. Mm-hmm. So I don't ask the person in front of me for advice. That's the person ahead of me for advice. Yeah. And you do well, that in all your network. From EO to YPO to Genius Network. Because you surround yourself with these people. I'm at, we're at Genius Network last week. Baron's mm-hmm. on stage. And... Joe Polish knows that I just started yoga. So he, I hadn't started yet. He called, hey, Dre, where's Dre at? So I come in, I'm on stage. <laughs> he says, Baron, this guy has never done yoga. What would you say to him? He says, A, get an accountability partner. He says, who are you going to be your accountability partner? You know what I said? Yeah. You are. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, okay. <laughs> and he gave me the rest of the stuff. I jumped off the stage. I, we already had his, I already had his number. Yeah. He literally... Text me two days later and said, Hey, if you really want to do this, I got you. Yeah. And he's been texting me. I got the number one yogi on the planet texting me. You know why? Because I spoke up. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that that because he was the number one yoga instructor on the planet, I had never done it. I didn't have the right to ask him. Yeah. But now that I asked him, I have to meet his, I have to meet the expectation of where I am, not where Mm -hmm. he is. 
That's amazing, man. Wow, so many gems, so many lessons. I, I, I know we're running out of time, so I don't want to keep you too long. I want to say thank you again for your time today. Thank you for sharing these nuggets. Um, I've learned a lot, and I even had a small breakthrough by that quick conversation. And hey, get rid of that vocabulary. And moving forward, I'm not, I'm not going to say that anymore. So I want to thank you for this. Um, thank you for your time. And any last words you want to say to the people? I say to the people that you are enough, but even though you're enough, help and support is always available. Don't be ignorant or arrogant to the point that you can't receive help or instruction. Um, and find somebody that can speak into your life that you respect and you listen to. What constitutes a great mentor is not race, it's mm. not height, it's not weight, it's not money. Are they consistent? Mm -hmm. Do they care? Do they have capacity? I'm saying, do that. Those are the things that matter. I'm saying, yeah. those are the things the character, the consistency, the compassion. I'm saying, the, the tried and done it. Those are the things that matter in finding a mentor. My top three mentors are all white. Mm. My number one mentor, if you read my book, is Natan Schaefer. He's an Orthodox Jewish rabbi. Mm. I'm not Jewish. He's not black, but he's yeah. my guy. And then it's not about colors, it's about information. Mm -hmm. Sharing the information. I love Getting it. information. Stop trying to share. I don't share with Natan, I listen. Okay. I don't share with Ben, I listen. Don't try to go to your mentor and show him how smart you are. You're not equals. You're the mentee, he's the mentor. Shut up and listen. Mm. So, oh, I got something to bring to the table? Yeah, me. Shut up. I sit down, I shut up and I listen. I pull out my brand new notebook. Take notes. And I talk, and I, you talk, I, I write. I'm not trying to add value to your life. The adding value to your life is me being here so you can mentor me. That's the value add for him. Mm -hmm. The value add is not my clever tip <laughs> on the stock market or this new way of doing. My clever tip is shut up and listen. Mm. That you are worthy enough and earned enough and smart enough for me to listen to. Stop trying to compete. Mm. I love it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. Definitely check out Andre. Email him. Reach out to him. As you can see, he's amazing. I my love website is my name, AndreNorman.com. My Facebook is my name. Instagram <laughs> is my name. LinkedIn is my name. I'm easy to find. He's easy. And they always reach out to you. They get stuck. <laughs> Can't Absolutely. seem to figure out why his name won't pop up in Google for me. Pops up <laughs> anybody else, but... <laughs> <laughs> if, if Google doesn't produce anything for you, which or Bing or Yahoo, yeah, call, call the homie, man. He'll tell you. That's it. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.